What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Daily Mic Drop, episode number 57. I am Mike Zacchio, and as always, I appreciate you all taking a little bit of time out of your nights to sit and chat with me here for a little bit. If you have not done so already, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the Daily Mic Drop. I would greatly appreciate it, even if you just leave the five stars and you don't leave a review. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you listen on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, whatever your podcast platform of choice is, Feel free to listen over there. I just want the message out there and for y'all to be listening. But if you could show any kind of love in the uh, the reviews or anything like that, just know that I really appreciate it. As for tonight's episode, there is no guest, as is the case with most Mondays. So if anybody wants to sit and chat with me, um, all you got to do is hit the request button on the, uh, on the comment section when you sign in. And I'll happily pull you on to ask whatever question is you uh, wanted to talk about. I'm, uh, I'm very nervous and excited for tonight's episode um, and... If you if you stick around to listen to it, you'll understand why. If you have any questions or comments or anything like that at, at any point in the broadcast, just pop them into the comment section or that little questions queue down there. That's the uh, the two little boxes with the uh, the question marks, and then I'll uh, I'll answer it as soon as possible. So uh, for tonight, I'm changing things up a bit. Normally, whenever there is a solo episode, I like to open with a viewer submitted question just to kind of get the ball rolling. But for tonight, I actually kind of knew specifically what I wanted to talk about, um, and it was something that was personal to me, so I, I wanted to skip the uh, the viewer-submitted question. Um, and on that note, uh, I know I've been doing like the daily segments of like polls and, and other user-submitted comments and whatnot, and I've been doing that at the end of the broadcast. Today, I wanted to do it more in the, uh, in the beginning. So for Mondays, I'm going to do you know Mic Drop Mondays, which is just going to be a collection of polls and uh, questions for y'all to, uh, to submit to. And, um, and we're going to get the feedback on that. So t- this morning's questions were all about love bombing, which for those of you who are unfamiliar is when someone overwhelms you with loving words, actions, and behavior as a manipulation technique. Um, truthfully, I was not fully aware of what this definition was because I didn't know that it was a manipulation technique. I thought I knew everything in the first half of the definition, just not the uh, manipulation part. So, uh, Diving into the questions from uh, all the polls today, uh, question one was, do you know what love bombing is? 70% said no, 30% said yes. Question number two, have you ever personally experienced love bombing, be it giving or receiving? 62% said no, 38% said yes. Um, question number three, what does love bombing mean to you? Um, a couple people submitted uh, a narcissist way of luring you, in, luring you in. It resulted in the only toxic relationship that I've ever been in. Someone said uh, overly praising someone or liking their interests to build a quick bond. Um, someone else said someone who gives you constant attention or affection for a period of time so that they fall so that they fall for you or that they stay um, or showering someone with love and affection excessively in an attempt to make them have feelings for you. Uh, the last two were definitely more along the lines of what I assumed it to be. Um, but the first definition, the fact that they touched on the fact that it was kind of related to narcissism and, and uh, toxic behavior. Those were I mean, I knew it was toxic behavior, um, but I didn't know that it was like a manipulation technique or or anything like that. So, um, question number four was describe your experience with love bombing. If you have experienced it, um, one person said the guy wasn't ready for a relationship, but would sporadically do things to keep me interested in them. And, uh, the other answer that we got submitted in, I was set up with a guy who kept asking me a lot of questions and listening to what I liked and disliked. Um, and then became that person. At first it was incredibly complimentary and supportive, but he turned out to be narcissistic and abusive. So I think that experience from that person kind of tied into, uh, Question number three of what the first person said. They were not the same person. But in any case, um, on to the plot of uh, of tonight's episode. So my lovely fiance Shannon, who I actually see is is in the, the chat tonight, 
which makes me even more <laughs> nervous. Um, so she reads and watches and listens to pretty much everything that I create, and it's one of the many reasons why I love her. Um, but one thing that I know she has not read is my first book, A Crazy Little Thing Called Love, um, and nor do I want her to. Um, like I think it's something that she doesn't want to read, and it's something that I don't want her to read because, um, as I've told her and as I've mentioned before on this show, most of that book, or, or at least a significant portion of it, is based on this one girl that I was, I mean, let's call a spade a spade, uh, <laughs> obsessed with for an extended period of time, and it was a very toxic um, period in my life. Um, thought I thought I got some good writing out of it, but uh, you know, I don't think the behavior outweighed the writing in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, I've I've talked about what that was, and, and you know, I've talked about that period of my life, but just kind of always, I've always kind of glazed over it. I've never really gone into detail with it, and um, you know, so understandably, I don't, I don't think that it's something that I think Shannon would want to consume, or it's something that I, I wouldn't want her to consume. Um, and truthfully, there's only a handful of people in the world who really know what happened during that period of my life, um, because you know they were there with me through it all. Um, and I've never talked about it in detail, either in person or obviously on this show or any other content that I produce, because I was always horribly embarrassed and ashamed of my actions. Um, and it just never felt partially, partially it was like, it never felt appropriate and partially just, I, I could never bring myself to do so until recently. So, um, I recently told this story in a three part, three part TikTok video series. Um, partially because I thought that there was no way, you know, or it was a way of putting it out into the world in a way that I felt no one from, you know, the real, like my real life and my world whatever really see it um and also just to kind of get it out there so you know for those who are unfamiliar for those who are not on tiktok so many years ago i think it was fall of 2015 um one of the people that i worked with introduced me to his daughter um he was like you know i think that you know you two should meet whatever um she happened to be where we both were we hit it off great connection everything else um, and by all accounts, you know, the connection w w was terrific, um, in terms of type, you know, she checked every one of my boxes, you know, gorgeous, you know, sports fan, you know, great conversation, you know, good family, um, you know, you, you name it, there was a pretty much, pretty much a box that was checked. Um, and I never asked for a number. I don't know why. Um, I wound up going to our, our local bar later that night and there was part of me that was just like, fuck, like, why didn't I get this girl's number? Like, I didn't even just ask. And I guess part of me was like, I didn't want to come off too presumptuous, um, which will be ironic as the story goes on. Um, but also, I think there was also part of me that was thinking like, oh, well, this is the daughter of someone that I, you know, am associated with through work. So like, God forbid things don't go well, or if she just gets offended by me even asking her for her number and she tells her father, that can create a rift that I'm not necessarily uh, trying to have in my life, particularly in my work life. But um, after you know talking to some people at the bar, we decided to do a round of, of shots whiskey, which for those of you who know me, I don't do whiskey. I've taken one, precisely one shot of whiskey in my life. It was that night. Um, took the shot of, I mean, I don't count fireball. Like I'm talking like whiskey that will like burn your nostrils and your esophagus whiskey. Um, so I took the shot, you know, put it down. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to DM her. And I'm just going to ask for a number and, and ask, or, or I'm just going to ask her out. And she agreed. 
And I was like running around the bar. I was like so excited. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. I can't believe it. Like I shot my shot and it worked. Holy shit. Um, you know, fast forward, we go on the date. It's a, you know, I, I remember driving there and I was talking to my best friend on the phone. He's like, you know, it's so like, what are like the plans for tonight? And I'm like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Like, you know, we're going to have, like, I'm going to get there. Like I, like, I look good. I'm going to get there. We're going to have a great time, you know, and, and this is, and I, I was like laying out things of what was going to happen. And, um, and I, and I remember thinking like, I'm just going to put it out into the universe. And everything that I said would happen, happened. And it was just like, I, I, I can't believe that. Like, normally when you say, like, oh, this is how the day is going to go, like, something goes awry. Like, never things never go exactly as you plan. And this was just one of those odd circumstances. And I was like, holy shit, that actually worked. Um, you know, the night ends. We share a great first kiss and everything. And, like, as soon as I get into the car, I call him up and I'm like, dude, like, this is it. Like, I... I I think I might have found the one. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, but like, I think so. Like, if, if love at first sight exists, I might have it right now. Um, again, I, I was twenty five, twenty six at the time, maybe. Like, I didn't, you know, I was I was old enough to know better, but you know, still young enough to to be pretty stupid. Um, so I, I call him, and I'm all excited about what. You know what happened? What transpired on the date? I gave him like a full rundown, and I'm like, okay, I I cannot wait to see this girl again. Like this is going to be exceptional. Um, throughout our conversation, I remember if it was on the date or just in our texting conversations afterwards, she mentioned she's like, you know, I'm just like I recently got out of a out of a relationship. I'm not looking to date again. Or I'm not looking to get in a relationship. I'm sorry. And <laughs> for most people, I guess you can take that as many different signs. You can take that as like that's like a cue that they don't want to see you again, or that's just a cue of like. Like, I just don't want a relationship. We can keep doing our thing casually and, you know, we can keep dating and seeing each other. But, like, in terms of anything serious, no good. Um, but me, being inexperienced, because at the time I only had one serious relationship, I think. Um, no, two. I, I've had, I had two serious relationships in my life. And one of them was, like, five months. Um, I was like, oh, and like, you know what? if I show her enough interest, then like I can win her over. Um, and then it just sent me like on a downward spiral of toxic behavior and like, uh, of, of love bombing, you know, that, like I, I wasn't, um, like I didn't, I never told her like I loved her or anything like that, but I was, I was very persistent in trying to ask her out and I never asked her like, you know, to be in a relationship or anything like that. But like, I, I wanted to make it a point that I'm like, I want to see you again. And I was never getting anything that was like, you know, I don't want to see you again. It was always just like, Oh, I would love to get together, but you know, Oh, I'm not feeling well. Or, you know, I've, I've got this going on. And, and, you know, we lived a couple hours apart at the time that she lived in the city and I lived at home. Um, so like, there's part of me that's like, you know, if she wasn't interested, she would just say like, I'm not interested. Like I just keep, I keep thinking that things aren't just happening. Um, and for some reason, I don't like, I don't know why I, I just, I could not shake this girl. Um, and and it got to the point, like, it, it was really, really bad. Like, it was, like, consuming, like, every thought, like, you know, my, like, my mind of what I thought the future could be between the two of us and things like that. Like, it just, it was spiraling, like, out of control in a really toxic way. Um, and it got to the point where, like, my best friend, like, had a conversation, like, we were talking on the phone, and I forgot what exactly I said, and I, I remember exactly where I was driving when he said, and he was like, Mike, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I cannot hear about this anymore. Like, I just can't do it. Like, it's, it's not healthy. Like, I think that if you're going to do something, whatever, like, you know, you need to maybe make 
like a final move or something like that. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but like, I know I can't do this anymore. And I'm telling you that as your friend. Um, and I remember like it hurt, it hurt to hear, um, hurt a lot to hear, but it was also like, there's part of me thinking like, damn, like that was overdue. <laughs> like I, I knew that I didn't want to hear, but I knew I needed to hear it. And I probably needed to hear it three or four months prior to that conversation. Um, so I, I took his advice and I, I didn't talk to him about it anymore. Um, and, and decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put it all out there. I'm going to make one final, like kind of last ditch effort, um, between this point, whatever, like my, my book had, had been published, um, which was not a plan at all, obviously. And I'm like, okay, well I can incorporate this somehow. Like, obviously a lot of this book is based on her. I'm like, you know what, if like, what better way to show a girl how much you care than to show her, like, you know, you, I don't want to say immortalized because I feel like that's, that's too strong of a word, but like to show that, you know, you used her as inspiration, that she was inspiration for like such a big achievement in your life and such a big accomplishment and such a big piece of your life. Like my book will live forever, you know, with, you know, between Amazon and everything else. Like it, it'll be available probably after I'm gone. And, you know, she was the inspiration behind it. So I'm like, okay, if I told her about that, like, like what girl wouldn't sit there and think like, oh my God, like there was a book written about, like I was your muse. I meant that much to you. And like, I'm sitting there thinking like, that's going to be like the kill shot of like, you know, winning her over. So me being me who can't do anything like a normal human being, um, I decide I'm going to do this in a very grand gesture way because I already know this is a like all or nothing move. So I decide to put the book in a plastic bag along with like a letter that just basically lays it all out there. I'm like, Hey, you know, here's how I've been feeling over the last few months. Um, here's, you know, the book that I wrote, I highlighted the chapters. I'm like, any chapter that you see highlighted was based on you or inspired by you. I mean, a lot of it was also embellished, like, you know, just for dramatic effect of the book. Um, but there were parts of it that were like, no, this is exactly, exactly how I'm feeling. Um, so, but like, if you, if, you see, if, you, if you see anything talking about like, you know, marriage and stuff like that, like, yeah, that's not necessarily about you. That's just more for creative, uh, creative, uh, oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, creative editing or something like that. But so I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I can't, I, and I'm also thinking like, how do I get this to her? Because you can't hand it to her. Like it's, 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 it's too awkward of a thing. Like, Hey, like here's, here's a package for you. I can't tell you what's in it. And then like, you know, okay, bye. And it's also, it's a book. Like she's not going to read it right in front of you. It's not like, so I decided, okay, I'm going to leave it underneath the tree you know, where we, near where we first met and I'll shoot her a text and I'll just be like, you know, under this tree, there's a, there's a package for you. I would advise that you pick it up. And that's pretty much like all I said. Um, she picked it up. I happened to be hanging out with a friend nearby around that time. At the end of our night hanging out, I drove by the tree towards the end of the night, saw that the package wasn't there anymore. So I knew that she got it because it was in too secluded of an area that like, there's no, like either an animal got it or she got it. Like, there was no other way around that. And then it was just a waiting game of like, you know, is she going to respond at all? Which she very well could not have. Um, and if she does, what is she going to say? Is she going to lash out and be like, dude, you need to chill the fuck out. Like I'm filing a restraining order against you. Or is it going to be, Oh my God. Like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, like I didn't know you felt this way. I felt this way for all these months, but I just wasn't ready. But now I am. Um, or would she, 
you know, have like a, this is nice, but like, no, I'm not interested. Um, so she texted me back, I think the next morning or afternoon or whatever. Um, and she told me like, you know, like it was like one of the sweetest things that someone has ever done for her. Um, and she said like, you know, I think that you're a phenomenal guy. I think that you're going to make some girl unbelievably happy and unbelievably lucky. I just don't think it's me. Which, all things considered, was probably the best response in terms of a rejection that I could have ever gotten. Um, and I was just like, okay, I, I completely understand. Thank you very much. Um, you know, and I, and I wish you well. And there was part of me that was like, you know, heartbroken because I'm like, okay, now I, like, now I have the no. Like, now it's a, it's a firm rejection. But then there was also part of me that was like, felt like a, like a weight lifted off of me. Like, <sighs> okay, at least now I know. Like, now I can stop you know, running, you know, all these scenarios in my head of what could be or whatever. Um, and I, and I don't know if, you know, maybe if I had done things differently, maybe she would have been more interested or not. Like, I don't, I, I didn't really play any of those scenarios out in my head. It was just, it was nice to just close, um, the book uh, or to close that chapter, you know, no pun intended or anything like that. Uh, I see Nat, uh, Fanilo, I get how you feel yet. Yeah, um, so, Again, like, I didn't tell anybody, and if, so if you've been listening for the last however long I've been telling that story, like, you can understand it's a, it's a deeply personal story, it's a deeply embarrassing and shameful story, um, and you can understand why I wouldn't want to share that with a lot of people. Like, I don't think my parents knew, um, you know, like, a couple of my close friends really knew, and that's about it, and there are even close friends that I have that, that didn't know just how bad it was. Um, so I put it out, like, into the world of TikTok, just like I said, I wanted I wanted it out there because I figured, you know, this way it can kind of get off my chest and I could feel like, you know, it's it's out in the world, it's off of me, and and on top of that, like, no one's going to see it. Like, yeah, I have 55,000 followers, but, like, how many of them are from, like, my town and, and, like, my life? Now, I knew this girl followed me on TikTok, but I'm also, like, I also know how the TikTok algorithm works, and, like, even if you're following a certain number of people, like, you don't see, like, every video doesn't pop onto your feed, so I'm, like... You know, I can follow my, you know, I can follow Laws Claws or Anna Sitar on, on TikTok and I'm not going to see like every single video that they post. Um, so I'm like, there's no chance that like she, like she never posts videos. Like we never interact on TikTok. There's zero, like there's no chance she's going to see this. <laughs> and then she comments on the last video and my heart fell like into my asshole. Like I, I was just like, oh my God. Like, I, I just, all I saw was her name, like, it said, like, her name, and then commented, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I dropped my phone, I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be so embarrassing, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen, and then I, like, picked my phone back up and, and read it, and it was like, you know, still the sweetest thing that, like, a guy has ever done for me, and I'm like, <sighs> crisis averted. <laughs> um, so I was like, cool, like, now at least she knows kind of everything, if she didn't know it before, um... But another reason why I made the video is because, like, I ended the last video by saying, like, you know, if by some miracle she sees this, like, you know, I've owed her a long overdue apology, so please, you know, again, if you if you see this by some miracle, take this as, like, please take this as an apology. Um, so when I saw that she commented, I'm like, well, you, well, I mean, fuck it, she's she's seen it, so what's the worst that can happen now? Um, so after I saw that, like, I... Decided to text her. We haven't talked in three, four years. And um, I texted her. I'm like, you know, so cards on the table. Like, I didn't, I honestly didn't think you would ever see that video. But 
now that you have, like, like, please, like, accept, like, my apology. Like, I know this is very long overdue, but, like, that was really toxic behavior of mine. You, you didn't deserve any of it. Um, and just, like, say, like, you know, I'm really, really sorry for everything that I did. Um, and it felt great to just kind of get that off my chest. And, again, I wasn't sure what she was going to say. I figured she might not respond at all. Um, and she wrote back and she was like, oh, my God, like, what are you, like, like, what are you talking about? Like, you have nothing to apologize for. Like, that was... Like, you didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like... What? Like... And so I'm like, I knew I was in the wrong. Like, I'm not even going... I wasn't going to go into all the detail, but I'm just like... I don't even think I responded to that, honestly. But it was... It was nice to kind of get that off my chest and just to be like, okay, cool. Like, I apologize. Like, I, I've owed her... I felt that I owed her this apology for four years now. And... You know, part of me is like, does she even want it? Would she accept it? Um, so to finally apologize and for her to know exactly how sorry I was and that I have learned from that behavior um, and that I have grown from it and I'm not the same guy that I was four years ago, um, I guess meant a lot in a, in a way. Like, not like, you know, try to win her over way, obviously, like, but just, I don't know. Like, I, I just, there was part of me that felt like I, I knew I, I owed her an apology and for her to finally get it and and to understand everything like just made me feel like I can kind of live with myself and I didn't need to be ashamed of it anymore. Like I, I've grown from it now. Like I, I, I can joke about it to the certain people, but like I thought the fact that like I still can't bring myself to say it out loud show that I'm like, you know, if you can't talk about it out loud, you know, then you obviously like there's still more work to do. And I think that that apology was was the last piece of work that I need to do that I could just never bring myself to do. Cause also at the same time, like there was never an opening for it. Like, you know, I'm never going to like text her out of the blue and just be like, Hey, so I know we haven't talked in three, four years, but like, you know, here's the apology that I owed you <laughs> from all that time ago. Hope you're well. Peace. Like, um, and if honestly, if she didn't comment on that video, then I probably wouldn't have texted her. But then when I saw that she had seen it and, and whatnot, I'm like, okay, fuck it. I might as well comment and, or might as well, text back and give her a real apology. But, um, so yeah, so, <laughs> uh, and, and kind of another reason with that, like she was the second person like from my past that I felt like I owed a long overdue apology to. And if you saw my Instagram story, a couple of days, I don't even know what day today's Monday. So I think it may, might've been Friday night. I'm not even sure. Um, but if you saw my Instagram story where I said like, you know, I had, I had apologized to two people from my past that I felt that I owed an apology to. She was one of them. And then it was someone else. And in both cases, like, both people were like, you know, I don't, like, they were shocked to hear from me and they were both like, you know, why are you apologizing? Like, I, like, we, I didn't think you did anything wrong. I don't know what you're apologizing for. And so I'm like, it kind of showed me, I'm like, so I've been stressing myself out for three, four years over these two things. And it turns out that I had nothing to apologize for, at least in their eyes. Like, it, so like in their mind, it was like, yeah, no, you you didn't do anything wrong. So I'm like, yeah, so there was part of me, I wrote down, I'm like, you know, I'm sure someone's got to be thinking out here. If it probably is Shannon, if not other people, they're probably thinking, you know, why the fuck are you telling us all this? Like, particularly after four years. And there are three reasons for it. So one is that I always wanted to be real in my content, whether that's the show, whether that's, you know, the dating advice that I share on TikTok. Um, like, cause I believe that authenticity and realness is the only way to, share content like i think that you know you have to show 
all the bad just as much as you show all of the good. Like, you know, I, I don't believe in, you know, if you want to post about your relationship, like, you know, like if, if you're like me and you're a content creator around the, the dating sphere or whatever, like whatever it is, if you're in business, like, you know, I think you need to show, you know, when you're struggling and you need to show some, some downsides. I think this whole, you know, projected an, an image of confidence at all times or whatever. I don't think that that's real because nobody is positive all the time. Nobody is successful all the time. People struggle, they hurt, they, you know, they, they go through shit. And I think that, you know, like personally, like, for, and I think for me, like I look at the, the creators who I follow, like I, it's going to sound, it's going to sound bad, but like, I love seeing when they post about them going through shit because it shows the humility and it shows the, the human side of them. Like, obviously I don't want them going through any hard times or anything like that, but like the fact that they share that side of themselves, I'm like, that makes me love their content even more. It makes me love them as creators even more. And I'm like, like, that's, that's what I want to be. I want to emulate that. I don't want to be this, you know, you know, my life is perfect and, you know, everything is good. And like, I always know what I'm talking about when it comes to dating advice. And, you know, I'm the perfect this, that, and the other thing. Like, you know, I see people will comment about like, you know, yeah, you and Shannon have the perfect relationship. And I think, you know, in many cases we do. Um, but I know that I'm not a perfect person. Um, and I know that this was like a part of my life and thankfully I've grown and I've learned from it. And I don't think that who I am now at 31 is anything like what I was at 26 at, at that time. But, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's a real part of my life and I, you know, want to share, you know, as much of the, the bad as I do the good with you. If, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, number two, I, th I think like, you know, owning your own, owning your own mistakes, you know, we fuck up, we're human. I think that's what we do. Um, and I think that it's, it's important to own up to our mistakes. And number three was to hopefully inspire someone who is going through something similar. Like I, I saw that, you know, Nat commented in the comment section, like, you know, I, I, I feel you. Like if there's someone out there who has someone in their lives or multiple people in their lives that they feel that they've wronged and that they feel that they need to apologize to for whatever reason, it could be an ex, it can be a former flame, it could be a friend, it can be a former coworker, whatever. Like, and, and it can range from any number of things like, Hey, I lied to you this one time and I felt bad about it for, for this time. Or it could be something that, you know, you really, really fucked up and you're like, you need to kind of make amends for it. Um, if there's someone going through that, I hope that they can reach out to them now. And I hope that they apologize to them now. If, if they, if they've wanted to, like if you're like me and you're like, God, like I've always kind of carried this with me that like, I feel like I owe them this apology. Like I'm hoping this episode will, convince them or inspire them to say, you know what? Like if, if this guy did it, like, why can't I, like, I can tell you, I got the inspiration from this, from watching, uh, Dustin Lee, you know, I, Dustin was one of my guests, one of my first guests on the daily mic drop. You know, he works with, with, uh, with Gary Vaynerchuk over at VaynerMedia. You know, there was an episode of tea with Gary V where like Dustin hopped on, like he's a producer, so he doesn't really get a ton of screen time, you know, but he hopped on and was like, you know, yeah, like there was, you know, there are people in my life that like, I felt you know, maybe I, like I abandoned them and I've, I've wanted to apologize. And then like they showed screenshots of him reaching out to these people and like, you know, kind of making amends and whatnot. And, and I reached out to Dustin. I said like, Hey man, like I'm really proud of what you did. And you know, you inspired me to, to want to do the same. There are people in my life. I know I need to apologize to. Um, and you know, obviously now that now, now I've done it. So, you know, Dustin was my inspiration. If I could be that for, for one person, then I think that I did my job. So, um, I know for, you know, some people that you don't particularly care, you don't want to hear it. I'm sure my, my fiance is one of them, but you know, I think that there are all, there are multiple pieces of our lives and 
you know, we need to kind of know about all of them um, or sharing all of them can, can be a good thing. I see. Oh, Nat, Nan's actually uh, requesting to be in the video. So actually let's, let's pull around. Let's see what Nan has, or Nat has to say. I've never done with the, uh, let's see. Shannon, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I love you. Uh, yeah, Nat, what's up, Nat? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I just wanted to thank you for with all your help and advice and everything from with TikTok and everything. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I found, I don't know. I think you came up on my For You page and I just like the videos and they like seem to be helping. Like I, you know what I've told you with some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I pre like I tell people like I try to say I appreciate you as often as I can in comment sections. I I tell people I answer every DM that I can get to, um, and that's just what I want to do. I just want to try to help people with whatever is going on in their lives because I know if there was someone I could have been following at this point who could have been like you know stop your behavior, I probably would have stopped a lot sooner. But yeah, but anyway. Um, so yeah, but so, uh, is every, how's everything going with with your situation? Is everything better or not? Not really good. It's just going through and trying to see and I'm on some dating apps, but it's hard to go out now. I'm like, not yeah. really sure. Yeah. Quarantine, what the, what the, yeah, quarantine has made things different for everybody. Um, but I mean, like I said, you, you know how to reach me. Like my DMs are always open if you ever needed to to chat and whatnot yeah. so if there's anything i could ever help you with don't hesitate yeah, to thank reach you out. no problem but uh but thanks for coming on and i like i said i appreciate the kind words you kind of made my night so uh i'll definitely be smiling for for the, uh, the rest of this show and for uh for the rest of the night as well well that's good <laughs> all right we'll uh we'll talk soon all right bye, <laughs> bye. um so that was awesome so i was not expecting that either um yeah so um so going back to, like I said, I, I did um, like a series of polls and questions at the beginning of the thing in the morning, like you know, for Mic Drop Mondays. And I wanted to save the, the last question um, because I felt like it was better for the end of the show. Um, so, you know, the, the final question was, what do you believe most? And out of 39 people that were, you know, that submitted to the poll as of 745, whenever I did it, 21 out of the 39 said they believe everything happens for a reason the most. 15 out of 39, including... So I guess myself would be making 16 out of 40, um, believe the decisions we make shape who we are. Only two people said fate and one person said they don't believe in any of the above. Um, so like I, I look at this situation in particular, like I don't believe that what happened with this girl happened for a reason. Like, I don't believe that what transpired. I don't believe my actions. I don't believe any of that happened for a reason. Um, like if I can go back and do it all over again, I would. Like the only reason that I might not was would be because it might not lead me to Shannon. That's probably the only reason why I wouldn't do things over again. But I just know it was it was such toxic behavior that I'm like, yeah, no, you got to change something up, dude. Um, but yeah, like do I ever like do I think it was destined to be that way and destined to unfold the way it did? No. Um, but those those actions did shape who I became, um, and they did shape who I am and, and led me to where I am. Um, but those same actions could have sent me into a tailspin of more toxic behavior. And it could have led me to never find anyone. It could have led me to, to continue being a toxic person and to, you know, just become an even worse person. So that's why I think like, you know, you know, 
like that one action, you know, or that that part of my life, you know, could have sent me on two different forks in the road or, or two down two different roads. Um, I think thankfully think that it sent me down a more positive and and enlightening and growing and mature road. Um, but it could have very easily sent me down, you know, a, a road of toxicity and uh, really poor choices. So, um, yeah. So like I said, just I, I think that we need to, you know, learn from our mistakes to become better people because. I don't blame you with the whole. I, the reason I don't like saying like everything happens for reasons because there's part of me that believes it. Kind of sounds like this, you know. Oh, what happened happened. Like I can't control it or I can't do anything about it because everything happens for a reason. And you know, I just I don't like the idea of having like a eh fuck it attitude towards life and the decisions we make. Um, I, I think that you know taking responsibility even when it's hard or you know especially when it's hard is is the right thing to do and I think that it's vital to our growth and our maturity as people so yeah again hopefully someone tunes into this episode and like if I would love if someone who is listening whether it's in the chat or they listen on the podcast if someone listens to this and afterwards texts a friend ex whatever and apologizes to them whether it goes good or bad like if someone can DM me or if you are a friend of mine you want to text me and say hey man like I listened to this you inspired me to reach out to this person, um, please do. Like I said, like I would, I would love to hear it. You don't need to necessarily share the text message with me, but just knowing that like this inspired you to do something would just mean the absolute world. So if you do listen to it, like I said, TikTok or Instagram, I would prefer Instagram. Um, cause it makes it easier to respond to comments and DMS or whatever. Um, but yeah, so in any case, that's our show for tonight. Um, once again, the Daily Mic Drop is available on most major podcast platforms. That's Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Um, if you can head over to Apple, subscribe, rate, and review, I would appreciate that. So there are a few uh, write-in reviews. So uh, Rika and Josh, I appreciate you giving you giving you some love. Um, I do need to book a guest for tomorrow, so uh, wish me luck on sliding into the DMs. But uh, we will be back tomorrow at eight o'clock. Um, Hopefully we will have a guest for tomorrow and then we will be back Wednesday and Thursday. Guests are already booked for that. And then I will be on vacation next week, but I will be telling you about what's going to happen next week. So uh, hopefully you tune in tomorrow and hopefully we have a guest and uh, we'll see what happens then. So have a good night and I will see you tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Peace.